welcome to this episode of Growing and Sewing. I am your host, Janelle Rivera. I am actually a bachelor's prepared nurse who left the bedside to become a NPC bikini athlete. I love health. I love God. I love people. And on this podcast, if you haven't heard already, I share my life experiences going through that transition and other past experiences in hopes of encouraging others who might be going through similar circumstances or who could learn from mine. And I'd love to hear about your life experiences and what they've taught you so that they can help me to grow too. Just constantly growing and sewing. (laughs) So today is um, a topic that I'm extremely passionate about or that's been my one of my recent fires lately is becoming a bodybuilder or I prefer to say NPC bikini athlete because I feel like bodybuilder, the term should be reserved for those who really, I mean, they build up their bodies. They are the strongest amongst us, but there are many divisions in bodybuilding. So I guess I am still a bodybuilder, but I will also get into the point of um, how that ties in with you and your life, how me becoming a bodybuilder can be tied into you and your life. Yes, towards the end. But it was really um, my dad who had sowed the seed back in Miami about five years ago. It was summer after my freshman year of college. Yeah, if I look back at the pictures, it was like 2017. I was at my peak health then. Uh, I was post high school. So, you know, you're not, you know, you just eat whatever you want type of thing. And I was starting to feel the effects of weight, especially at freshman 15 from being on campus. So, yeah, it was the summer after my freshman year of college. And I've always been pretty good about the gym. My dad was the one who introduced me to the gym, the basics of it. Um, he is military, so everywhere we're stationed, which is only two places, <laughs> this Fort Bragg and, um, goodness, Homestead, the Air Force Base over by in South Florida. He'd be in those gyms, show me the ropes, and I would search for more workouts, do them, practice them. Eventually got real into them and reached my peak health around that summer. We're going on, I mean, we're talking 15-mile bike rides. If you haven't heard about it already and you're out there in South Florida, there's this thing called Miami Critical Mass. And basically, whoever finds out about it in Miami, and it was a huge crowd of people when I went, every time I went, that get their bikes... And sometimes it'd be pimped out bikes and they do this 15 mile bike ride around different parts of Miami. It's like once a month, they just meet up in one agreed location and they do 15 miles. If you haven't done it before or you're visiting, I highly recommend it. It was so much fun. Um, sometimes the people in Miami, they'll gather around. They know that this bike ride is about to take place on this day, that location, and they'll be on the sidelines rooting. It's really fun. And then I worked out in college when I got back in college. I just kept the habit going Never really a big goal in mind, just always maintaining my weight, um, looking cute just to, you know, fit in the cute clothes. And then my senior year of college, well, before that, I have to mention that my dad sewed not only the seed of me working out, but when I hit that peak health and I looked great, my abs were popping, um, emotionally, spiritually, everything was just going great. He mentioned to me, you know, if if, if you keep going you could really do bodybuilding. I just kind of brushed it off. I was like, uh, that's too big of a goal for me. And excuse all the noises. I got my kitty meow meow in the background, ruffling up plastic and my phone on the side. I forgot to silence, but he sowed that seed. I didn't mind it any. It just laid under dirt for a while. Senior year of college pandemic hit. 
So I graduated May 2020. Um, and pandemic had hit around December. I actually got to the States, I think like February. Needless to say, that summer, everybody, I think everybody gained some weight because we were stuck at home. Um, we took big breaks. We were able to eat. We were able to de-stress or maybe got more stressed and ate more. I was in a happy relationship. I still am in my happy relationship, but you know, I gained some weight from the beginnings, honeymoon phases of us just going out all the time and eating. Not to mention that I'm not a very home workout person because to me, home is relax. It's, I mean, the gym is where I relax too, but they're totally two different atmospheres for me. I, can't, I don't see myself working out a lot at home, but I'm getting better at that. But I hit my highest weight of like 135 pounds. And for those who don't know how tall I am, I'm, I'm four foot 11. 135 pounds puts me obese, if not overweight for my height based on the BMI scale. And I looked it, I felt it. I had also cut off all my hair around then. So I wasn't looking or feeling my best. And I don't have a lot of pictures actually documenting that time. I wish I would have took more pictures. I guess I was just very doubtful that I would lose that weight. But I, I maintained it. I was comfortable there. Um, my, my significant other didn't bring it up a lot. So, and he was gaining weight too. So it wasn't an issue for us. It wasn't something that anybody brought to my attention. I knew about it, but I didn't see any reason to change it. So I maintained that weight. Uh, I got my first job as a nurse in the emergency department around the end of the first wave of COVID. So I didn't go to the gym because of the stress of just being a new nurse in such a critical care area during such a critical time. So whenever I got home, I just, I either slept or stressed out and barely got to sleep because of stress. It's weird. I had no thoughts of going to the gym or if I did, I didn't have any energy to go to the gym. So I didn't start going back to the gym until I finally quit the ED after like 11 months and decided to try the operating room because my friend raved about it. And for some people, they love it. It wasn't a thing for me. I was there for like two months. And that was, I was an OR during the second wave. It was, yeah. And it was a second wave because the things that you would hear over at Intercom. And I finally got back in the gym five days out of the week because mind you, in the OR, they had this awesome day shift. It was like we go on 6 a.m. and leave by 3 p.m. I was able to be in the gym. No, sooner than that. I'd be in the gym at like 2 p.m. Um, peak lunch hour. Nobody's at the gym. It was beautiful. So I was going five days out of the week to the gym, doing the things that I knew how to do. They had, they had just opened up a new gym in our hometown, um, Fayetteville. And I just got back in the swing of things. When I was in the ED, I was mid-shift. So we we're talking like 11 p.m. No. Yeah. 11 a.m., 11 p.m., 9 a.m., 9 p.m., sometimes 7 to 7, sometimes I did nights. It was a blur. The whole ED thing was a blur. Um, my circadian rhythm was all messed up. So I, I got my sleep back together, which is huge if you're on a weight loss journey. Address your sleep first if you can't address anything else. And then I was hitting it five days out of the week, man. I was in love. <laughs> in love with the gym again. Um, But I, I finally was like 100 and... 20 pounds. So I lost like 15 pounds by this point. I was going to this, I went to this place called Five Star Nutrition. I can't remember why I went. 
I think it was just to see if they were like a restaurant or had some food or something or somebody mentioned, hey, go get yourself weighed. I don't remember. But I do recall going in there, getting my weight. It was an in-body scan. So it was a comprehensive analysis that would show me my body fat, my skeletal muscle mass, water weight, all that, or at least estimated it. And I was leaving and the guy was like, you're already pretty lean. I was 118 and like 26 percent body fat so it wasn't it didn't look like I was trying to do anything crazy but I was in good fairly good shape and he asked me what my goal was I was like I don't know man now that you mention it you kind of put me on the spot I don't know what my goal is I I kind of have these phases where I gain I gain weight and I think it's cool to see my body lose that weight and how much it can adapt to that stress and me play with numbers and see it affect my body and then also to gain weight when you lose too much weight so I guess I'm just maintaining right now and he was like and he had watered that seed this is five years later mind you 2017 my dad mentioned bodybuilding and now here we were in 20 that was 2021 he had mentioned it again this guy um I think his name is David a five-star he said well, what about bodybuilding excuse me I said, I, you know what? I've thought about it. My dad has mentioned it before, but I just don't know where to start. And he tells me to go check out World's Gym. Um, a guy named Co- um, Coach Mike Kamaka. And I was like, okay. And me knowing good and well, when I left, I was like, I am not going to walk up in World's Gym and be like, does anybody know? Is there a mic here? Because what if there's not a mic and I just look silly? That's the way that my brain, my brain was working then. Uh and I was currently going through a switch between OR to ICU because I, I got a little, I was I felt understimulated being in the OR because the ED was all up and around running all the time and doing something all the time on my feet and I barely even got a break that having so many breaks and lunch and just being complete serenity in the OR was different for me. I wanted to do the ICU and so I was between transitioning from OR to ICU didn't know if that's really what I wanted to do I brushed it off and then I think like a couple days later I don't know why I did it but I, I went to World's Gym and I sought out Mike and from the moment I we met we just hit it off immediately I think that's really important when you're going out looking for a personal trainer a nutrition coach a prep coach any of those sorts that you guys have what is it like a chemistry are able to communicate openly. And I mean, we hit all that within one session together. There was good, harmonious um, teamwork that we were able to build upon very quickly. So from then on, it was game time. It was, okay, these are your numbers. So this is what we're, this is the plan. But he didn't expose all the plan. That's the fun part about your first time doing bodybuilding is you never want to know what all it takes to become a bodybuilder because if you looked at all of it, you'd probably say, <laughs> never mind I like this I like that of my life I really don't want to sacrifice that because there is a lot of sacrifice that it takes and being a bodybuilder that I I didn't know of I didn't know about and had I known I would have thought that I would not have been capable of it so again that's a great way that my coach um not played with my mind but was able to not manipulate either gosh what's the word it's like he protected my brain from sabotaging me 
He didn't tell me everything and overload me with that information. Um, he just let it unravel on itself or on its own or let me unravel it on my own time as I learned and as I strengthened myself, both physically and mentally, um, spiritually and in every way. Transition to ICU during that time was not easy because um, then I had to go from day shift to night shift and I was doing this thing. But needs to say, that's how I got into it uh, 10 months after meeting him and having constant sessions about my physical training and nutrition, I got on a stage. Y'all know it was crazy. Uh, I am going to come out with a vlog about that day. The only disappointing thing is I don't have, well, I do have footage of me on stage, but it's not like camera HD footage like everything else is. But nonetheless, it was my first time. I'm going to post whatever pieces I have of it. It was so cool. Uh, not everybody can say they did it. A lot of people say they wanted to. And so there's a huge milestone for me it completely changed my mind and what I thought about fear and what I was capable of and I want to do the same for you so that's where it comes back to you is that I want to remind you that that was there was five years of time between when somebody just merely mentioned the idea to me or sowed a seed and I just let it live dormant for about four or five years because it was four years to when Five Star Nutrition mentioned it five when I actually got on stage. So whatever it is that you might be super passionate about or super talented might have already been sown and you don't see it yet. So reflecting back, reflect back on what people have said you're good at directly or what they indirectly said you were good at by saying what positions you would be great at. Um... And don't dismiss little moments. Like when I look back at my childhood, there's not this huge theme of me being an athlete by any means. Nothing said that I'd be a bodybuilder, at least not in my eyes, because I wasn't an athlete. Sure, I played, you know, I did a little bit of soccer when I was a kid. I did softball for like two years. I wasn't great at it at all. I didn't make the all-star team. Um, I hope myself dearly did that. I tripped at tryouts for softball in high school. I... I quit rugby in college. It was like a team rugby. I was a scrum half for a little bit in college. I played around with tennis, but never on a team. I played golf on a high school team, but we were not great either. <laughs> so it was there was no theme of me really being this super athlete. I just made teams and did it for fun. I did it recreationally, and, and I never was great at any of it. But nonetheless... Here I am, extremely happy, passionate, and I feel like I'm going to thrive in this bodybuilding world. So look back, reflect. Just because it's not the overarching theme of your life doesn't mean that it's not meant for you. Ask your friends. Ask your friends, ask your family members, hey, what do you feel like I'm really good at? And if it leans more towards like they think it's about a job or something, don't take that. I'm looking for hobbies. I'm looking for things you're passionate about, talented about. Talented about. Passionate about and talented in. Because, I don't know. <laughs> for people to think it's always got to do about work, it's like, oh, were you really um responsible or accountable or punctual? Um, maybe you could be an accountant. Like, they'll start inserting um, career positions without you having ever asked for career positions. Because, I don't know, people think that everything's about work. It's not. You know, make it clear that you're just looking for 
a hobby or something you're talented at or you're trying to find yourself and and that thing that's so you you know it's more than work we're not looking for a job we're looking for something that you do in your leisure time where's your leisure time where's your fun in there um point two that i want you to take away is that it all takes time in addition to time those five years it took intention just because it came back up five years later doesn't mean that i had to have said yes you know i could have easily not went to world's gym and had been totally unintentional about bodybuilding but no i i heard it twice i sought it out and i was like you know what let me try it so what if something that you're meant to do and are underestimating yourself for what if it keeps coming up and you keep dismissing it you keep putting to the side think about moments where um you could have done something and you felt a little pull to it, but you felt like oh, you're underqualified for it and you dismissed it. But it keeps coming up. Next time it comes up, take it, you know, even if it's a little bit inconvenient to your life, because I won't say that the bodybuilding timeline for me was perfect. It, I could have easily argued myself out of going towards gym or ever getting involved in bodybuilding had I overthought it and be like, no, I can't possibly do that with working as a nurse at the bedside. Um... And several other things. (laughs) But I was intentional. I wanted it. And I finally said yes to it. And you know what I've noticed is that it doesn't matter how many times you say no. Don't be scared that you lost your opportunity completely. Because it doesn't matter how many times you say no. The opportunity somehow fits for you. It'll rise again. Especially if it's something that you love to do but don't notice that you love to do. Because if you love something... You stay in the environment of that thing that you enjoy doing. Does that make sense? Um, An example. If, let's say you work as a teacher, but you've had this little hidden passion for fashion. Ooh, it rhymed too. Little hidden passion for fashion. And you think you'll never find yourself in fashion. It's something way back, back, back in your head. It was a dream, but you shop a lot. And when you have those leisure moments, those days where you could dress up, oh, you love shopping and you dress up, you take those pictures. You are always, you keep yourself in an environment that you love with all the shopping and posting pictures in your favorite boutique outfits. And you might even have opened up a door for you to go into the fashion world. What if you changed you know, God bless teachers, I don't want to lose any more than we already have, but they're suffering too. So if they somebody needs to leave the teaching profession, I feel you. Imagine that teacher leaving to, I don't know, work as an assistant for a fashion designer or moves up to a city somewhere in fashion industry. She will have made more opportunities in the environment that she loves to be in and find herself in that very position in fashion that she wanted to be in. Maybe you're overlooking something in your life that you were probably meant to do, but that doubt keeps you from doing. Because doubt is just Satan's way of keeping you from fulfilling your purpose of worshiping God by being who God created you to be. Let me see if I can say that again. If Satan can get you to doubt your purpose, he can get you to not be exactly who God created you to be, thus keep you from glorifying God. Okay? And if you're unsure, 
pray about it. Let God know, hey, this has been on my heart for a while. Is that you? Um, can I leave this with you? Could I even, oh my goodness. I have Psalm 37.5. I think about that. I can bring it up to you. But it's commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Um, just behind that, actually, there's delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I'm not talking about your fleshly heart of like, um, you know, just the me, 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 what I want kind of things. But your desires of your heart, they will long for the right things because you you delight in the Lord. Your heart's going to desire the things that God wants. So don't be afraid to ask him to give you the desires of your heart if your heart is already with him. Okay, so that's the encouragement that I have for today. I hope that it helps you or somebody you love take the next step towards something that they're truly passionate about and feel like is their purpose or somebody else sit and be grateful that they are sitting and fulfilling their purpose. Mm-hmm.